song is about I'm so vain Don't you think this song is about me? Don't you? Don't you? Oh, today is Sunday, August 2nd, 2020. My name is Joe Batanz and I am the host of a little show called This Joe Batanz Show where I talk about the daily goings-on is that the right... How do you say it? I don't know. Whatever. In the life of a person that you... I know him. I love him. What do I... I don't know. You know and love him. It's this Joe Batanz right here on Afterthought Media. top of the show today is sunday august 2nd 2020 my name is joe batanz and i am the host of the show known as this joe batanz where i talk about my life four days a week yesterday was a doozy didn't i talk about like at length about something weird and boring i don't know what it was but today i promised you uh a show about two people both have very darkish blonde hair like it, it's that weird like i would say it's blonde but a real blonde person would say it's not blonde and they both have blue eyes they're both named cameron and aiden uh let's talk about cameron first not much really to say it's just there's a story that is so weird and it was so actually to be honest with you on some level a little uh a vindication if you will so Tuesday night, I uh, went to sleep and uh, I went to sleep. I, You know, whenever Aiden, it's weird. This is so gross and disgusting, but I tend, <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this. I, I seem to be following Aiden's sleep schedule. So Aiden uh, has a job that he has to work early in the morning. Sometimes the schedule is weird. And uh, if he goes to bed early, then I'll go to bed early. But if he goes to bed late, then I'll go to bed late. I, I've been adjusting my sleep schedule. It's not on purpose. It's just that's when we talk. So we, when he has to go to bed early and we're done talking, I'm like, well, I might as well go to bed. What else am I going to do? And so Tuesday night was one of those nights. And I went to bed fairly early. I would say probably 10, 30, 10. And uh, something woke me up in the middle of the night around 3 a.m. I don't remember what it was. I think I just woke up, you know, just sometimes, you know, you just wake up. And I, whenever I wake up, I reach a meet. My phone is immediately within arm's reach, and I grab my phone. I'm always just curious to know what time it is. So I look at the time, and it was one. Well, it was three in the morning, uh, maybe like two fifty-five or something like that. But like three in the morning, and but there's like a fucking five missed calls from Cameron, and a series of text messages. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So there was a text message at like 1230 at night. And it was like, uh, like, uh, hey, uh, if you have this from Cameron, like if you're up, we should talk. Now you have to understand something. I could understand sort of the confusion or thinking that's okay because uh, only a few nights before he called me at like 1230 in the morning and I was up. I was playing Animal Crossing or something. I don't know what. And um, 
so we had spoken really, really late at night. So I, I can understand why he texted that, but I wasn't up. Right. But he goes like, if you're awake, uh, let's talk. And I wasn't. So then there were five missed calls from Cameron. Five. One, two, three, four, five missed calls from Cameron. And then it through spaced throughout. And then like at 237, so not even like 20 minutes before I woke up and shook my phone, there was a text message from him that said, well, I guess I got the message loud and clear. And I was like, what? <laughs> Who's calling someone five times between 1230 in the morning and then saying at 230 in the morning, well, I guess I get the message loud and clear. So I'm like, I don't know. There's something up with this kid. So I message him. And I say, is everything okay? Because I, I just woke up right now and I saw these messages. And I think there was a brief like, yeah, I'm okay. I'm like, let's talk tomorrow. The reason it was sort of vindication for me is, and I told him this, and he kind of chuckled later the next day when we talked about it. Uh, we he, he That's very, that's classic Joe Batance. That is a classic Joe Batance move. Now, look. I I think I've evolved and I'm I'm a constantly evolving human being and I'm constantly trying to work on myself and finding the nooks and crannies of all my faults and flaws. But uh that is a classic, especially when Cameron and I were dating, I would fucking blow that motherfucker's phone up and it would always end with a dramatic text message. I'm sure Aiden would say the same thing, but we're not at the Aiden chapter yet. But the point is that uh, that is a, that is the fucking Joe Batance 101, right? And it's something I'm trying to work on. I think, I, I think I've, I think I've conquered it. I think I've gotten to the point where I can check in with, uh, my inner saboteur, if you will, and tell him to stop. Not all the time, not a hundred percent, but, uh, I think, I think I'm at like 85, 90%. So uh, what happened is, as, as you guys may or may not know, Wednesdays and Thursdays are my days off from podcasting. And for the past few months, since uh, a little of, uh, uh, soon after the coronavirus thing started, I've been doing this thing where I call my friend. I have a list of people that I call. We schedule. They have a scheduled time every week. And I do those on Wednesdays and Thursdays. The bulk of them are mid morning to early afternoon. It's not, it's not eight hours of calls. I would say it's about, I don't know, three to four, three in the morning. And then like, I would say from 11. No. Yeah. Maybe just three, like 11 to one. And then there's always like someone from four to five, you know, two people, half hour blocks. It's about three hours every day. It's not the whole day. And it happened to be Jay Ellis was my 1230 PM Wednesday slot. But because his bosses are back in town, uh, they're they're done with their Palm Springs quarantine, uh, the 12.30 slot opened up. So I told Cameron, well, I have a 12.30 open if you want to take it. And he called me. Now, guys, I'm going to tell you something. That is usually Wednesdays at 12.30 is my, like, I'm so looking forward to it because the two calls, I don't want to say who they are. The two calls leading up to 1230 are so fucking boring, so boring that I'm literally like gasping for air at how boring they are. Right. 
So by 1230, when I was talking to Jay Ellis, it was like a breath of fresh air. And honestly, there are a few people, Jay Ellis, Mike Lawson, and Sweet Michael. Everybody has a half hour block. They don't have time limits. They're they're scheduled in such a way that there's nobody after them. So Jay Ellis and I, I should say on Wednesdays, actually were three or four hours of calls because 1230, he would leave for Palm Springs. And I would talk to that motherfucker from Los Angeles to Palm Springs every Wednesday, the whole entire ride. So you're talking an hour, hour and a half, hour 45, easy. We were talking every Wednesday and I would look forward to those calls. We would laugh and tell stories and it's a whole thing. It was like our own little mini show. And, uh, but now he can't do that anymore because he's back to work. So I put Cameron in that slot. Now, usually Cameron and I, are very easy we have a very easy conversation i don't know if it was the fact that it was a half hour block it was one of the worst conversations i've ever had it made the conversation before seem like i was talking to a raconteur because i don't know what it is so i even i and this is how I, my new thing with him i'm just solely up from all afterwards i said this is one of the worst calls i've ever had in my entire life and i think he was a little offended by the honesty but what the fuck do i care right so we're supposed to talk tonight. I haven't talked to him really. We had a, a, a slight, a, a short conversation afterwards, mostly about how bad that phone call was. But we're supposed to talk tonight. I'll have a report tomorrow how that goes. There's not, I think there are a lot of people who think that there's something there. And I'm going to be honest with you. There's not, I'm telling you, I promise you, there is zero there. Nothing. There is nothing there. So there's no need to worry about Cameron at all. Let's talk about someone we should worry about. And that's one Aiden Deem. Um, now, I'm not particularly worried, but I know a lot of you guys are worried. And um, I'll be honest with you. I'm very happy. Well, I should be. Let me rephrase. I'm very happy. There's a caveat in that. And this is something that I'm struggling with myself in that. On paper, and by on paper, I mean like on the podcast or when I'm talking to Aiden and whatnot, I say, oh, yes, I want this to go really slowly. And I, and, and intellectually, I do. Intellectually, I really want this to go slowly. And there's the, there's the brain in me that knows that if I really want this to work with Aiden, that I will take this very slowly, right? But... We have such good chemistry and it's so cute and so wonderful and so happy that the not smart side of me, the dummy who just falls head over heels in love, takes over. And the one thing I have to give Aiden is he's really good at I only see the smart side. And what I mean is. Man, I think I've done everything but badger that kid into, uh, like, trying to tell me, like, that, I don't know, I don't know, I just, guys, here's the part, and I feel this is what, it's, it's what happened last time, is that I give so much, I give 100%, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying Aiden's doing anything wrong, I think Aiden's doing it correctly, I think he's pacing himself very well. I but I don't but the thing is that drives me crazy is I'm okay. So in this love languages thing, 
okay, which I've done the test. And so I already know that my two love languages are words of affirmation. Let me say that again. Words of affirmation and acts of service. Now, we all know that Aiden lives not even in the same state that I do. But uh, so there's no, it'd be very difficult, not impossible, but very difficult for him to do the acts of service. Even though I will say, I will say that um, the way we've sort of done the, worked around the acts of service is we've been watching each other's movie recommend, or I shouldn't say movie, I'm watching a television show, but recommendations in, in movie and television, film and television. So as we all know, I'm just about to embark. Well, I just started season three of Avatar, The Last Airbender, and I love this show. And it was, you know, I, it, it was a show that I was always circling around. But when Aiden um, and I stopped talking in the spring, uh, it was too painful for me to revisit. So or not even vi- to visit, to even start. So I didn't do that. What's really funny. And now it's just I feel awkward. I was he had really encouraged me to play Zelda Breath of the Wild in the Switch. And it's just weird. Like, it's just frozen on the day that we stopped talking. Like, I've not gone back, you know? And so I'm just, Link is just standing there in uh, wherever the Lima that land is. And um, Forest Town or something. And um, he, it's just, that's weird. He's just frozen there. But anyway, and... um. I recommended movies to Aiden. Uh, I recommended Sunset Boulevard, which he watched. I don't think he liked as much as I hoped he would. So I know he liked the final scene, um, but I'm not sure. I know he, and he hated the character of Betty. He did make an interesting point that I did not think of, which is the the two uh, young people in love are named Joe and Betty, which are my parents' names. And, and that never occurred to me, which is so funny because I love that film so much. But uh, and then he started watching Pee Wee's. Oh, let me tell you Pee Wee's Big Adventure story. So he started watching Pee Wee's Big Adventure. He watched the first twenty minutes without me. Okay, and he was like, "I love this movie. It is so my god. This might be my new favorite movie." And I was so happy. And I think that's by the way, what the point I'm making is, I think this is a way we're doing the acts of service. It's not really an act of service, but since we're not in around each other in person, then the best way we can do it is watching movie titles that we recommend and um but then we decided to watch it to get part of it together today and i don't think he liked it as much but i think it was because i was on the phone and i think i think i actually think I'll i'll tell him this when we talk later um i think he should go back to the part where he left off and watch it again i'm not even sure he was totally paying attention i think and i think having me watching him like even though i wasn't watching him being on the phone while he experienced it for the first time. And I'm like, Oh, watch this. I think that was, it, it cut in, it spoiled the comedy, if you will. And uh, anyway, but I'm all about words of affirmation and acts of service. And I feel personally, and because I crave words of affirmation that them, that's the unquenchable thirst that I have. I feel that I'm constantly, you know, showering him with words of affirmation constantly, right? Because because I want it reciprocated so badly, I'm constantly showering him with words of affirmation. 
and I'm not faulting him. I think this is probably a wise move on his part. But man, dude, he is fucking stingy as a motherfucker with those words of affirmation. It is like uh, what something happened today where I was talking to him. I and I said something very complimentary to him. I don't remember what it was, and then uh, to the point where it was awkward because it whatever I said obviously it was silence and it would have required reciprocation. And so I did that dumb thing where I was like, "Yeah, Joe, I feel the same way too." And there was a silence, and then he was like. Did you know that episode two of Avatar season three is based on the movie Footloose? Like just boom, hard left. And I was like, oh, this motherfucker's not going to give me what I want. And uh, that is something that I'm struggling with. I, what I'm telling myself is that if we ever get to a place where this is more serious, that yeah, but I almost wonder if this is like the girl who's like, well, if he puts a ring on my finger, then he'll stop cheating on me. Or if he puts a ring on my finger, then or if we have a baby, then he'll he'll stop going out with the boys. You know, he'll I think that oh, that's something I struggle with. I don't know. Because the, the, the like I told you, I'm very, very happy. I'm very, very happy with where things are. I'm. And I and so I realize I guess the struggle that I have I can't control Aiden, right? I that is beyond like it's beyond like I, there's no way I can control him, and nor should I try and control him, right? He has to be his own person and make his own choices, and I have to be my own person and make my own choices. But I I, I and now it's too late. I can't put the cat back in the bag. But um, I think I've played my. I think I've I've already put all my cards out on the table. So there's nowhere for me to run. There's no way for me to hold them. No one, and I can't know when to fold them. And uh, that's the part that worries me. Am I, am I making myself once again, he's hiding behind whatever defense he has. And I make myself vulnerable like the fucking idiot. And then it's that he's able to be like sort of the sniper slash assassin and uh, hit me. I don't know. But again, this is one of these things where I have to just take it day by day. I'm super happy right now. I'm super happy right now. And it's not fair to me if you if you go on the flip side, it's not fair to me. It's not fair for me to shower him with these words of of, of uh affirmation and then I have to be comfortable with that I'm just gonna do that if I do that. And I, I shouldn't res- expect anything in return. And it's not necessary that I expect anything in return, but God, motherfucking damn it. It would be nice to get it once in a while. You know, it, what's funny is um, we had like a, uh, I have a, a motto. There was a time when, when we first dated that one time I was just, I was a fucking nag. When the first, in season one of Joe and Aiden, man, I don't even know how he stuck with me that long because I was a fucking nag and a half. And there was one time where I just was just nagging him to fucking death. And he said, uh-huh, I just want to have fun. Can't we just have fun? And I have now made that sort of my mantra now. Is I just want to have fun. Can't we just have fun? And uh, I had to invoke that mantra today because I felt like we were going to a place where it felt like we were going to, I don't know if fight is the right word, but like, I'm trying. Aiden once told me something, and 
and he's not the first person to tell me this. Cameron had told me the same thing too. This is where they're both related was that they got to a certain point where they would see my, the phone ring and they would dread picking up the phone because they thought I was going to yell at them. And that's something, that's a major thing that I'm trying to work on is that's not fair. So I'm trying to make it so that, and I want to be that person that when he sees my name on the phone, he's always happy because he thinks it's going to be a good call. Because you know what? At the end of the day, I just want to have fun. Can't we just have fun? And to be honest with you, that's true for the phone call, but I should also be saying it to myself. You know, Joe, you just want to have fun. Can't we just have fun? Well, that's going to do it for this episode of This Joe Batance. Tomorrow, I will give you guys an update on the um, what happened with the phone call with Cameron tonight. I will give you guys... I don't know what else is going to happen tomorrow. I'm recording a bunch of podcasts tomorrow. But I have an idea what to do on days... I have a really good idea what to do on days when uh, I have nothing to say on this Joe Batance right here.